You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown community supported. Join your host, Aaron Walker, Sarah Soma Syndrome, and Heather Dyer. What's on today's menu? Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Roomies Ask a Home Inspector Service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Three Kitchens. It is me, Erin, joined by my two lovely friends, Heather and Sarah. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you guys? Oh, well. <laughs> Slight technical difficulties over yeah. in one corner today here. <laughs> That's right. Please forgive Heather. <laughs> I hope I, my, my audio is okay. We're good, I think. If you don't like it, don't comment on it. <laughs> you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all yeah in fact i yelled at a random kid at the schoolyard for saying something mean to some other random kid the other day mm. you did that's right and then he, he rode away on his bike away from aaron and then he no parked it over on the other side of the playground and went and played over there which was also conveniently away from the kid that was you know well there you go see he took your advice it takes a village it, it really does village. And if, you know, when you see a kid being an ass, you've got to call them out on it. <laughs> and this true. is why we're so exhausted, because it's the second week of school and, and things are happening. We're not just refereeing our own children, we're refereeing the schoolyard as well. Whether you have kids or not, you see it, if it's not right, you say something about it. Heather has been witness to both of us telling off a kid. I don't know if you remember Heather, but remember that brother that was really mean to that little kid and oh, kept yeah. stepping on him? And I'm like, I yeah. can't take this, that poor child. Stop stepping on your brother. <laughs> what I said is, is that your brother? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, is that the way you treat a brother? And he melted. He melted into a puddle. Trust me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching you. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> melt <laughs> on a on a food note i think i told you guys that my husband and i went for breakfast yesterday mm-hmm. well you guys know because i skipped our workout in order to go for breakfast and nobody complained <laughs> nobody com- nobody even put up a fight nobody tried to talk me out of it nobody said no come on we really need to work out well i was at the dentist i mean i had a spa day for my teeth so I wasn't going to skip that. Aaron's the only person I know who thinks going to the dentist is like going to the spa. It's like you clearly have not gone to the right spas. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my dental hygienist is just and my 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 dentist are just that good that it does feel like a spa day for my teeth. <laughs> okay. mm. <laughs> we need to go to a spa. <laughs> yeah. All right. Clearly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wanted to just tell you of what I ate. I enjoyed it so much, mm-hmm. but now I need to make it. They had on the menu a special that was sweet potato pierogi. Mm-hmm. 
a breakfast pierogi. This is was at Queen's Breakfast and Cocktail, I believe it's called. Okay. And um, this sweet potato pierogi was like dessert slash breakfast. It reminded me of like French toast. It was served with maple syrup on oh, the wow. side with bacon and potatoes. Like it was amazing. These. <laughs> I haven't had a proper breakfast yet. This is almost <laughs> like torture. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My husband was like, we know you're going to order the Benny. You always order Benny. And it's true. Anyone who's ever had breakfast out with me knows I always order the Benny because it's my favorite. But the, the Benny special was a pork cutlet. Mm. with, And it just seemed like too much to me. And I was like, mm, but I don't really want the cutlet. I could have had a, another Benny. But I was like, no, I got to have those pierogies. They sound so good. So he ordered the pork uh, cutlet. Benedict and I had the pierogies and we just sort of ate off each other's plates. It was like mm-hmm. so good and nice big portions too. Like nice. Not like two pierogies. Where is this place? Is this nearby? Yeah, it's on Edmonton Trail and uh about 30th. Oh, it's up that way. For some reason, whenever people talk about food in Edmonton Trail, I always picture it south of 16th Avenue. Yes, so, ah. it's in the industrial, close to 32nd. That's why I want to say it was like 30th or so. Okay. And it's this little strip mall there, you know, along that busy Edmonton Trail in that area. Uh, you, you would think there's like auto parts or something in there. And there's this beautiful little uh, restaurant and so good. What made you pick that place? Well, I, ha- I had seen it, sh- people talking about it on the foodie, the oh. YY foodie okay. page where they discuss all the restaurants. And then my husband had heard about it. Someone at work told him, oh, you should go there. So we had both heard about it independently when we were thinking about where to go for breakfast. I said, oh, I heard of this place. And he was like, I've heard of that too. So good. Oh, I want to go there. Yeah, I want to go now too. Mm -hmm. Great service, nice staff, plexiglass between all the tables, you know, like really nice setup. And yeah, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend. That sounds so good. And now I want to make pierogies with all kinds of things in them like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to pierogies but I would like to expand and make something different with pierogi sorry what's a traditionalist pierogi a traditional pierogi mean uh potato um and cheese? bacon cottage cheese dill oh, like yeah. those are kind of traditional sometimes sauerkraut right they're kind of the traditional fillings I would call them traditional mm-hmm. I'm sure other people have different traditions but so good. So now you could put sweet potatoes and bacon and sweet potato and syrup. Bacon and maple syrup. Wow. What a great combination. I love it. It pairs so well. Well, I hope you enjoy the sound of all those things, Sarah, <laughs> because what? I'm going back into an avenue that maybe isn't your favorite. Beets. <laughs> Beets. this year I did not overplant my beets not like last year but there's something that I haven't done with beets before that seems like the obvious thing that I should have already done with beets and that is making a borscht oh okay I have had borscht I like it yeah your pierogies have borscht with pierogies on the side (laughs) I'm all pierogi on the brain right now and borscht is a perfect compliment yes so I have found a recipe for borscht that has meat in it because I thought if there's any way I can get Sarah to be one over on the beet, it's going to be a beet with meat. 
Well, so that's how that's <laughs> the ones that I enjoy is the one with the meat in it. So yeah, good. Beat with meat. I like it. There you go. <laughs> so I found a recipe on Natasha'sKitchen.com that looks and sounds delicious. She tells me that it is originally Ukrainian, but is made by most Slavic people and mm -hmm. is a very common food in Russia. So there is a whole bunch of delicious ingredients in here. And I'm hoping if I do this right, it will all be from our garden, mm. except for the beef. I don't have any beef on my beef tree right now to harvest out. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. I know. I know. But uh, it's got beets. It's got tomatoes, potatoes, onions, carrots, cabbage, fresh parsley and garlic. And then a dollop of sour cream at the nice. end. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like uh, for this recipe, I'm kind of making my own beef broth. If your meat is bone in, place it in the water whole and let it boil for at least an hour. Then remove it from the soup, cut away the bone and discard it, and then dice up the meat into one inch pieces. Right. Okay. Is what her recommendation is. Otherwise, if it is boneless, you can just cut it right into pieces and then bring it up to boil and simmer it for about 45 minutes is what hmm. she recommends. And then you just want to kind of skim it as you're doing this mm -hmm. to remove any of the foam that rises up to the top. Right. Which is right. honestly, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to making my chicken broth or any other soups. I'm not, I don't skim. Well, chicken is not as much. You don't get as much of that foam. When you boil beef, you'll notice more of it. So this time I am actually going to do what I'm told. I'm not going to be lazy. It may depend on your on your piece of meat too, right? Like how mm -hmm. much you get of that, then you can kind of determine how much you need to skim it. So right now I have some uh, boneless outside round roast. So I think I'll use that for making my borscht. You're going to saute up some of your vegetables in another pan, and then you're going to put it all together, cook it until the potatoes soften, and then serve it and, oh, and okay. go. I've never had borscht with meat in it. I think I've had borscht maybe once or twice and it was just like a starter soup. I'm not much for multi-course meals. I kind of like these one pot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. all done in one. Especially in the fall. I love that. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of a, the season for the meat and the comfort foods and the long cooked stews. And yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy that. So it looks like it takes a little bit, about two hours. I'm gonna say maybe two to three. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to Sounds say about good. it other than I can't believe with all the beets. Like how many pounds? How many? I had ten gallon pails last year, and I had like what seven of them or something. It was ridiculous how many beets we had last year, and I think I just ran out of steam with trying stuff this year. And didn't your family, or was it you, who finally get sick of beets? Like. Or beets and everything. Uh, they, they weren't the biggest fan of beets on the side because we were eating that like <laughs> every day. <laughs> it wasn't every day, but it was right. easily weekly. Right. And now I also bake with beets and put them into my muffins, mm -hmm. which I think you guys I, I made had some one just the other day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I make a pretty good two bite brownie with beets in it, and mm -hmm. time to try something different. No, this sounds good. And and it sounds like one of those things that you can put on, put together in a pot and then leave it on the stove and go do mm -hmm. something else, right? Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of, 
some of these low and slow things. I like mm -hmm. to just turn my oven on to about 275 right. or 300. And once I've got everything mixed together and it's all come to a boil on the stove, I'll take mm -hmm. it and put it in the oven. Mm -hmm. And then it's like that set it and forget it right. kind of deal. And if I need to go out and pick up the kids, I can turn the oven off, come back, turn it back on. It's not going to cool down a whole bunch. Sounds or in good. a slow cooker. I guess you could do a slow cooker too. Yeah, or an instant mm -hmm. pot. Oh, whatever. Ah, yes. Crock pots. Crock pots. I'm sorry. I, I gave up on those a while ago. <laughs> I actually just recently gave up my crock pot, which Ooh. was probably 30 years old. Never buy a new one because the old ones are the only ones that are good. The new ones, I think I went through two or three and I just gave up. I was right. like, I'm so tired of it not cooking it right. Things glitched, things broke. I don't know. I was never happy mm. with the crock pot. So I'm mm. back to cooking stews on the stove and in the oven like a an old granny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a boss. I don't know. Okay. Like a boss. Like a boss you are. Um, I have an instant pot, but I, I've not used the crock pot, like the slow cooker setting, maybe a couple times, even though when I had the old, I had the mm. old original crock pot mm -hmm. that I my mom gave me like 30 years ago, almost mm -hmm. like when I, mm -hmm. when I graduated high school, here's a crock pot. Um, <laughs> and that thing was great. But then when it kind of crapped out and then I replaced it with an instant pot, I, I like the instant pot, the pressure cooker, but I don't like the slow cooker in it. And why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't think it's the same. And I don't, I wonder if it has anything to do with the material because it's a metal yes. pot. Oh. I completely agree. So I have an instant pot and now I kind of regret that I gave away my crock pot because I find that the metal changes the taste slightly. Yeah. I mean, it's not awful. Oh. Like it's not terrible, but it's, it, you can, I don't know. It's different. So I'm like you, Aaron, I would rather put it in my Dutch oven mm -hmm. and like either leave it on the stovetop or put it in the oven with the lid on. It just seems to work better, but yeah. Lots of people like the slow cooker function on the Instant Pot, so maybe mm -hmm. they mastered how to make it work. That's what I use it most for. I, I agree think you with just you. have to find the method that you like and use it. Like slow cooked stew is the smell of the house. I love it. So fall, it's so comforting. Just reminds me of fall foods. What would people usually eat borscht with? Like bread? Oh, probably. I would assume so. Because you had mentioned pierogies, and I'm like, ooh, pierogies and borscht. <laughs> Come on, Aaron, put beets in a pierogi. What? No, don't put beets in a pierogi. What? Well, I just had a sweet potato in it, and it was awesome, so why not beets? But beets don't mash. Okay. I'll, I'll... They're not starchy enough. <laughs> I got excited there for a second. But I do have a recipe for a beet gnocchi. Ooh, put it in the dough. You, <laughs> you would have to make your you could make some really pretty sarah yes pretty. make some really pretty dumpling wrappers with beets and then you could stuff them with the orange on the inside and put some little faces yeah i i ha i do make it with beet powder that's one of my natural powder colorings is beet beet powder doesn't taste like beets though <laughs> it's, a good thing. it's a good thing we're trying to find a way to sell this to you, Sarah. We'll get right there eventually. All right. <laughs> well, I'm excited. You you know you have to put up with this. <laughs> of course. We know that your husband loves beets 
I always bring him a whole bunch of beets. He's so happy. And he cooks them. He actually makes the stuff. He knows what he likes. And yeah, and, and my daughter loves it. My son and I, we're not convinced. <laughs> we're not convinced they're quite right. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, once a year, you have to put up with it when it's harvest. Deal. So, so we've hit that season again. And I think this sounds nice and delicious. And hopefully, maybe you will enjoy it. I'm sure I will. I'm quite sure I will. Well, I don't know about putting meat in it. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, but it's I'm, so good. I'm it's open good. to trying it. Okay, well, I'm actually looking forward to this. So Ha-ha. Make us some borscht. I shall go forth and make borscht. <laughs> Hi, y'all. This is Ryan from the Eat More Barbecue podcast. I'm just a guy that loves slow-smoked southern barbecue. I love eating it, I love cooking it, and I really love talking about it. I want to help grow the barbecue culture here in Alberta, and this podcast is a great way for me to share the stories of the people involved in the barbecue community, like restaurant operators and competitive barbecue cooks. Along the way, I also visit with other folks like farmers, distilleries, breweries, and anything of interest to barbecue people. A new episode comes out every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep on smoking, folks. So, here we are back. You've had your borscht. Got my borscht bellies. Ooh, that's the beef, like the beef borscht belly. Beef borscht belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather, you were the skeptic because you were like, eh, I don't know about this beef borscht thing. So I'm going to throw it right to you. Okay, I, it's true. I was a little skeptical because I've only ever had it the vegetarian way. And... Honestly, when I got the jar and I looked at it, I was like, what kind of borscht is this? Because I realized I'd actually only ever made it and eaten it pureed. So oh, it was always oh. smooth and creamy and like like a pureed. There must be like a hundred different ways of making borscht. Must be, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was like all the beets were in little pieces and there was beef in there. Not a lot, like a couple pieces of beef and um tasty so tasty tasty like not quite what i was expecting but i loved it i loved it oh good i'm really glad (laughs) i'm glad you i'm glad i'm glad it was a winner i thought it was freaking amazing i have decided Mm -hmm. that there's going to be like an annual borscht night ah only once a year why annual because with harvest i have decided Beef like harvest. when my beets yeah. come out, um, we just got a quarter of a beef delivered or oh, right. a quarter of a cow. A cow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> gonna be, this is going to be one to edit. Um, <laughs> uh, so we got a quarter of a cow delivered. It now officially fills up my entire freezer from bottom to top. Wow. Everything that was in there is now crammed in my freezer upstairs. And so when I get my beef and I get my beets, this borscht, I have to make once a year. I think it's delicious, but I feel like it wouldn't be as special if I made it more often. If you served it all the time. Oh, right? okay. If I had this more often, then it wouldn't be as amazing, delicious, special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used a stewing beef that I just, it was boneless. I cut it up into little cubes. I tossed it into a whole bunch of water and just boiled it. Uh, I'm going to say for maybe an hour and a half or two hours because it kind of got out of control. I started it early. Stuff started happening. 
I don't know how much time <laughs> it really boiled for, but I was like, I got to get this, the rest of the ingredients done. Mm -hmm. um, instead of grating my carrots and my beets, I spent the time of painstakingly julienning everything. Oh or maybe not julienne, I matchsticked yeah, all of yeah. my beets. Yeah. So that's how you got all those beautiful little chunks in there. I thought that was so. Yeah, I thought it was good chunky. Yeah, I liked the size and I thought, oh, it'd be so much nicer if I, you know, spent the time and match sticked these. And oh. did you say there were carrots as well? There were yeah. carrots. I, did, I didn't oh. notice that either. I just I didn't notice silent. I'm like, oh, man, I, I guess they go that. pink and then they just look like yeah, a beet. They look like a beet. Mm -hmm. And they're crunchy yes. like a beet. I guess. Yeah. Everything was kind of cooked sort of separately. So the beef sat and boiled in the water. In a separate uh, skillet, you fried up the beets in olive oil and vinegar. You put all these beets into the pan, which was uh, quite a bit. Then you add in your sugar and tomato sauce. Oh, okay. And then really let them soften. So that was okay. for probably 10 or 15 minutes. As soon as that's done, I scraped them out of the pan and left them in a bowl on the counter. And then in that same skillet with no need to wash it, Mm -hmm. I sauteed the onion and butter. I added the carrot and then I cooked those until they softened. So everything was kind of being cooked in stages along the way. Right. As my beef was boiling. What herbs went into these, this again? Bay leaves, salt and pepper. Oh, it's a pretty simple, hey? It was pretty tasty for... Oh, mm -hmm. but wait, here, we're still getting to the good stuff. Oh. <laughs> Once the meat had been cooking for a while kind of got like a beef broth going on mm -hmm. you add in your cabbage so just chopped up cabbage you add in your sauteed beets your sauteed onions and carrots chopped up tomatoes and potatoes uh your bay leaves your pepper your salt so then you let all those things come together now at the very end when you're getting ready to serve it you're supposed to add in pressed garlic after you remove the pot from heat and just let oh, it sit for 20 minutes. I like it. Hmm. I was getting down to the wire here. It was already like six o'clock. I had to feed <laughs> the kids and the family and everyone's hungry. And I was like, I don't have time for this to sit for 20 minutes. So instead, I added salt and garlic into my mortar and pestle. And I crushed it up into a paste. Right. And then I stirred that paste in after because I was like you know what that's just gonna infuse it with this garlic flavor Much right faster, at the very right? end yeah. really fast mm -hmm. I really liked that instead of turning stewy it still stayed soupy yes yeah I yeah. liked having the soup with all these rich ingredients rather than mm -hmm. the stew because sometimes a stew can get so thick and heavy and I really liked that it was a light thin soup with all mm -hmm. these delicious ingredients the taste before the garlic paste and after the garlic paste, game changer. Mm -hmm. That's oh, what made really? it so freaking delicious was yeah, this was... garlic paste at the end. Oh, oh my gosh. And then you had to put the dollop of sour cream in when, right. you, eat, when mm -hmm. you ate it. That added such a great little creaminess to it. It wasn't a ton of sour cream because sometimes I feel like I want a ton of sour cream in there. Mm -hmm. Just that little tablespoon of sour cream when you serve it loved it yeah you have to have sour cream with borscht for sure i had it with yogurt hey, are you gonna ask me what i thought about it <laughs> <laughs> an invisible because it's a beets recipe well i, I mean 
<laughs> Heather's been invisible for so long, Sarah. You That's have right. to give I'm up like... the platform every once in a while <laughs> to let Heather in. Once yeah. in a while, someone else has to be the one who's ignored. <laughs> you can be the middle child today, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what it feels like. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, Sarah, Sarah, tell us. Well, I don't want to say now. See? That's <laughs> happened to me before, too. Yeah, don't be stubborn. I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I used yogurt because I didn't have sour cream, and then my husband complained about how, oh, you have to have sour cream for this. I'm like, okay, well. So we had to make do with the yogurt. But I did add some chili flakes into it. I liked kind of adding mm. a little spice into it and mm. I thought it was really good. I think it's like total fall comfort food, even though there were beets in it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't taste super duper beet-y. No, the beef saved it. Okay. Like big oh, chunks of beef. that's what it was? Oh, I loved it. I think the vinegar helps too to break down that really intense earthy flavor. Kind of sweetens them a little bit. Exactly. More like a pickled beet. Exactly. A little bit. It was yummy. Yeah. I honestly, it was a little surprising when you started listing off potatoes, yeah. carrots, yeah. cabbage. I was like, that was in there? All yeah. I got was beets and beef. Like, I swear. But obviously those things blend in so that you don't even notice them. I agree. I, I didn't really realize that all those things, because everything was red. But yeah. I could tell what the beef was. And then I thought, I assumed yes. everything else was a beet. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was very tasty. I also, I, I remember I texted you to say like, oh, I wasn't hungry, but I thought, oh, I better try the borscht because it's in my fridge and I really want to try it. And then <laughs> before I knew it, the whole jar was gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just me. Not yeah, even mm -hmm. hungry, but <laughs> it, hunger was not a factor. I was, it was so good that I just wanted to eat the whole, the, I ate that whole little jar myself. I didn't share it with anybody and I loved it. See, Heather is taking the only child spot today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was selfish with the food. You got to speak first, her comments. Yak, yep. yak, yak, yak. That's right. I would totally make this because I absolutely. If you want to look it up, it's uh, natashaskitchen.com. Okay. I'm going to do that. It's a borscht recipe with meat is, is the name. Borscht recipe with meat. Excellent. In her recipe, she says beef specifically or? There's a note at the bottom that says pork can also be used. Ah, uh, okay. Oh. Because I thought the beef went really well with it. Yeah. I've always enjoyed the beef and the beet combination. Yeah. The beef and the beet. And I have a feeling that boiling the meat for a really long time, that made it extra good. Yeah, because that was meat tender. was like, it just yeah. fell apart. I was like, oh, and now I got a piece of beef I got to chew in the middle of my nice soup. But it just fell apart. Yeah, like it was, it was really so tender. Mm -hmm. tender that I think that's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably can overboil your meat and I'm committing some sort of sin saying you can't. Well, how often do you boil meat? But in stews you do, right? Yeah, but don't you brown it first? You're supposed to get that oh, kind of right. flavor. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So it's not the same texture. When we were camping, we made steak sandwiches once where we, we boiled the meat and then seared it on the grill and then put it in our sandwich. Best homemade steak sandwich that I've ever had. So you were talking about your steak sandwich. I do that with my tacos. I, I really? boil it, but I boil it in lard. What, what do you mean? Like you liquefy lard and then boil mm -hmm. in it? I boil my tacos and then I sear it on the grills. And now I got two textures and it's amazing. Isn't that just frying, Sarah? Can we just call it what it is? <laughs> 
No, no, it's not. How much freaking large? Do you buy like the Costco tub of Crisco or something? <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> because when you when you actually boil it in lard, and it actually boils, like it doesn't sizzle, it actually boils, and then you cover it, all that moisture from the beef then gets into the broth, and there's just a boil. It's amazing. Never heard of this. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta yeah. try my tacos that I want to share with Roy Choi. <laughs> and, and then him like serve it from his taco food truck and name it after me. Hello, Roy Choi. And once again, she's talking about getting in your food truck, Roy. I mean, it's got to happen one day. She's putting it out in the universe. We can yes. manifest this for you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron, this was fantastic. And I absolutely will be making it. I don't have anything of any of this in oh, my garden. Well, well, I've got tomatoes and I've got carrots. I got the beets. That's it. You can come and harvest them yourself so that they're even... You can have the full experience. <laughs> Excellent. How many beets did you use for this recipe? I used three beets that were probably baseball to softball-ish size, okay. somewhere in between there. They were a, they were three good-sized beets. All right. I'm going to come and dig beets out of your garden. <laughs> steal them yeah although i'm not i'm not opposed to making it with store-bought beets i would still make it heather can you can you take three out for me too i can't dig up soil there are worms in there i can't do it just <laughs> okay i'll go and harvest your beets for you sarah thank you back to only child <laughs> nonsense <laughs> you do that for me yeah <laughs> You're so good at it. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, you just stepped back into middle child. Again. <laughs> I actually, we used to, my older sister and I used to do that to our younger sister. We'd oh, yeah. be like, can you make the popcorn? You make the best popcorn. And she'd be like, I do? Really? Okay. <laughs> Poor children. <laughs> Eventually she clued in. Like my husband will try that, but you do it. So I'm like, no, that doesn't work here. <laughs> I know that trick. Now I feel like every compliment that came from Heather, I have to rethink about. This. I know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. That's amongst siblings. You don't right. do that to your, your friends. You don't do that to people you choose in your life. You just, it's a sibling thing. <laughs> we don't choose them. Good meal. Good meal. Another good fall yep. comfort food. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Cook up all the calories and just consume <laughs> them all. What calories are there in borscht well there'd be a few calories if you boiled your beef and lard <laughs> <laughs> no there are no calories in that either sarah how on earth are you so slim like i don't understand how you keep it's because she denies the calories she's like you don't exist you will not stay in my body and they just poof. <laughs> mind over matter they just poop poof <laughs> poop <laughs> i didn't say they poop <laughs> i said they poof <laughs> I think we're pretty much done here. Ciao. Okay, Bye, ladies. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Not bad. It's delicious!